0: Hey everyone, tonight we're going to be doing Intelligent Design on Trial. And to open us up, we have Eric for Intelligent Design. So Eric, the floor is all yours.
1: Thank you, and hello, gentlemen. It's my pleasure to meet you all. Um, I guess I'm going to be discussing with a partner here, uh, With I, I'm assuming your position is atheist or agnostic, and that um, you don't believe in Intelligent Design, you are taking the counter case here. Now, I want to make a few statements, and I don't want you guys to take this personally because it might sound like I'm talking down to you, and I'm not. Because the information I'm about to present is not information. Re- information is readily available, and um, it's verified. It stands, in, it stands true in scientific papers, but it's not been defeated by anybody. And it's, most people that tend to look at this stuff hardly even recognize what it is. So, you know, I don't blame the common person for not realizing these things are out there. I blame our teachers and the media and et cetera uh, for what I believe is an anti-Christian stance. Now, first of all, uh, everything that the atheist believes pretty much is proven true or it's not even testable. Now, I don't know how, you, how much you know about the scientific method. But let me say, first of all, I don't think that it's intelligent design that needs to be on trial here. I think it's the case against intelligent design that needs to be on trial. Because, first of all, let's take evolution, for instance, and let's take DNA. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Craig Venter. Now, all of this stuff that I'm about to present to you, I can bring up in their own words. And I have presented a... list of some of my sources, I can get you all of them. Now, Craig Venter is the um, uh, man who mapped out the human genome before teams of government and corporate scientists could. He's also the only man in the world to have ever designed his own DNA strand, take an E. coli bacteria cell, take the nucleus out of it, and reassert his own computer-made DNA strand, and then he watched it replicate. The only man with that distinction in the world. And he comes on, and he says in a, a panel with Richard Dawkins and several esteemed atheists, that there is no such thing as the tree of life of common descent. That the tree of life of common descent was a piece of bad science that has not fared well in light of DNA research. And then he goes on to say that, yes, not every part of life is part of this tree of life. It's a fiction. He actually calls it a fiction. Now, that is a staple, my friend, of the evolutionary concept. Now, we have other sciences, too. Let's take biology, just biology. Um, We have biogenesis. It's an actual science. It's the study of nature. Now, what is science? Science is the study, the observation, the study of our observations of nature. We make observations, and then we check it out. We test it out. We come up with our hypotheses, and we test. Well, what does what do we learn about life? What do we observe about life? We observe that every try, every time they've tried to create life artificially, they have failed. Right down to Craig Venter, who replaced the DNA in that cell. He had to go on BBC and set him straight and said, I did not create life from scratch. We're decades away from being able to create life from scratch, if that. They don't even know by what, Uh, process you take non-life and it suddenly sparks to life they're totally clueless every attempt has uh, has failed to create life non-life every single one now if this was some other science testing some other thing this would be seen as a failed theory but they're not moving on to anything else and they want to condemn the only thing that makes sense a creator this is what we see Life comes from a previous life before it. Everything we observe on earth, nothing has been brought about through abiogenesis or the random forming of proteins and et cetera that suddenly sparked life, nothing. And your problem is complicated even more because of Venter's discovery that uh, there's no such thing as a tree of life of common descent because that means you need abiogenesis to occur several times not just once and we can't make it happen even once we can't even tell you how it happened the first time maybe because it never did and it's just a pipe dream now then we have other things too that prove that evolution is just impossible we don't have time for it mary schweitzer's soft dinosaur tissue that was found in dinosaur bone and i see you smiling And that tells me that you've not read the paper or don't understand it. Because in her paper, she gives us the mathematics here. You see, she discovered soft tissue. And the first thing that happened was she was called a lunatic and uh, told that it was absolutely impossible. She doesn't know the difference between biofilm and biology. And she earned her Ph.D. by proving them all wrong, by retesting it over and over and over again and proving, in fact, that it was biological tissue. Uh, that included things like proteins, collagen, uh, blood vessels, right down to red blood cells in the tracts of those blood vessels. And this was impossible. She further did tests to see, because what well, she was being criticized on is it, it is impossible for those things to last this long. These things have half lives. OK, the half life of collagen, for instance, there's three different types of collagen. I could have gone by a 60-day, a 15-year. I'm sorry, is that my time? No, we'll, okay. We'll
0: kick it over to Captain after.
1: Okay. Well, the the point is that uh, with all of these things going on, um, I, I'm sorry, I forgot right where I was at. Let me just finish that off. What did I leave off with, guys? The soft tissue. Oh, yeah, proving that.
2: We're insulting Mary Schweitzer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was what now?
2: You were insulting Mary Schweitzer.
1: No, I wasn't. I was doing her justice. <laughs> um, the fact is, yeah, I will pull up the paper since you don't seem to understand it. All right. The, well... fa- the fact is she attempted to see how long we could possibly preserve these things. Okay. And she found out uh, she was able to get a 200, uh, 200-fold increase in productive uh Stability, but we'll I, see what that means later. I,
0: I got to cut you off there, Eric. We're uh, we're gonna have to kick it over to Captain Obvious now. Uh, I'm going to uh, say to our live chat, everybody here uh, is actually part of our Discord. Uh, so if you're not a part of our modern day Discord uh, with Surgeon or Hannah, where it's being ran, uh, I super appreciate you guys for coming out here and having this discussion. I super appreciate as well Surgeon and uh, Hannah for helping me out with the Discord uh, server and kind of uh, navigating who's uh, willing to have these discussions so uh, just keep in mind in there uh, in the live chat that uh, these fellows are here on their own time uh, and these guys are debate legends in the sense that they are in our discord right now and they are having debates daily Uh, about these types of subjects so if you want to have these conversations with these types of gentlemen uh, get in our discord Uh, with that we're gonna kick it over to captain obvious he is going to add the context to this conversation so we're having a discussion on intelligent design on trial I think Eric has presented the uh, the base points of intelligent design and captain obvious is going to give us a a more nuanced scientific argument from near-death experiences so captain obvious we are so happy to have you here Uh, we're gonna kick it over over to you. Thank you so much.
3: Hey, greetings. Today, I might talk a little fast, but you won't hear any weird stuff from me, I promise. So today, we're talking about intelligent design, NDE. NDE is a spiritual voyage, a spiritual experience. Now, basically, only some types of people can have a spiritual experience. turns out that basically, if your mind is like a sponge, you can have this type of experience. They've had sociological surveys across cultures and faiths. All different continents were surveyed and found that Basically, you have to open your mind up to this kind of experience. So it's basically a process of discussion. I'm glad to, that we have the willingness to have these kinds of discussions. And for the spiritual world, there's many lines of evidence. Uh, you can look up some th- keywords from my discussions, such as uh, the Survival Top 10, or top the Survival Top 40, even, or the BICS essay contest, the Bigelow Prize, where they had the highest prize for an essay contest in the world. And it was related to all this soul kind of babble that you hear from all these theists who are totally irrational because of course the soul is just uh, nothing more than the mind and the mind is just the body and the the matter that animates it well you have to have the discussion to think otherwise there's a whole long history of uh, people who thought otherwise these questions are all ancient intelligent design or a creator see the only way to really know things on this planet is to read it and to read it all that's the only way that you can really know is to read it all so let's just discuss the evidence i might dump a lot of evidence here but it's because i'm not doing a gish gallop i want you guys to check out these keywords there's many examples of atheists ignoring evidence when presented the definition of rational is being willing to logically engage with evidence when presented the definition of cognitive dissonance is mental discomfort that causes you to discard new knowledge these two words are key to understanding how atheists are trying to control the debate around near-death experiences, parapsychological phenomena, and the paranormal at large. We have uh, terminal lucidity, precognition, psychokinesis, near-death experience, reincarnation, announcing dreams, a variety of phenomena you can search for, such as a uh, science encyclopedia, PSI is the Academic term for people researching this material. Over 1,600 studies supportive of prayer and other practices for health. Spiritual practices promote health. Even healthy people understand this. Among uh, Christians, 80% believe in NDE, and among the general public, 72% believe in NDE. The NDE is a spiritual voyage. Why would somebody just believe that people just die and go to heaven and come back? Wouldn't a Christian refuse to believe that somebody came back from heaven? Wouldn't a Christian say that's heresy? Why do Christians just believe this? No church is teaching this. The reason why is reasoning based on evidence. That's what's happened with the origin of religion. Ask an atheist about the origin of religion. They won't talk about near-death experiences and how only certain people are open to having these kinds of spiritual experiences. What do atheists really think about the origin of religion? Let's have a conversation tonight. Today, atheists will learn that religion originated with near-death experiences. These memories were scientifically proven to be more real than real memories, nothing in common with false memories. There's 52 points of scientific evidence I'm familiar with for near-death experiences. There's many theories And many theorists that have been on to debate these things, we better start with the debates that have already been had, you guys. Go listen to the Skeptico podcasts and see the debates about near-death experience. They bring on the skeptics, they bring on the believers, and see who wins. You guys have to read this paper, Sensing the Presence of Gods and Spirits Across Cultures and Faiths. They found that if your mind is like a sponge, you can have this experience, sensing spirits. The oldest form of religion is ancestor worship, people sensed their ancestors, even Carl Sagan sensed and perceived that his parents were reaching out to him when they were dead. So you have to read other papers like The Content Source Problem in Modern Mediumship Research. Basically important skeptics like Keith Augustine, arch skeptic, is getting together with some of these researchers and writing papers, trying to write papers and get to the bottom of this. We all want to get to the bottom of this, let's have a discussion, let's not just ridicule each other. The problem of Seth's origin. This is a paper about the first New Age mediumship channel, basically what started the New Age movement. It's good to read about the origin of religions, guys. Understand what you're really talking about. Reincarnation research and Dr. Ian Stevenson and even recent research, which shows that basically anyone can replicate this kind of stuff in their basement. They can set up this uh, plasma, plasma uh, ball and check if their intention or other people's intention is replicated with some of these studies you guys got to check it out you got to put, you can isolate this plasma ball however you wish the intention affects it regardless uh various researchers into obe and mediumship are showing some promising results sooner or later we'll be all contacting various entities that are from the afterlife you want to know what happens after we die let's ask those in the hereafter that's a academic paper title atheists want to say that there's a god helmet if you look into these god helmet experiments it turns out that it proves telepathy michael persinger's god helmet it doesn't prove that you can just stimulate the brain to have a religious experience have atheists replicated that we'll see we'll see atheists bring up the evidence or refuse to talk about it it's not a gish gallop there's a lot of evidence you guys got to check the science encyclopedia. the ancients only had one god so if you want to bring up all these many gods think about the ancients like the ancient native americans Information is available. My teachings, I believe in, they're called the Phoenix Journals. This is God speaking, and it's hundreds of books with no metaphors, no myths, and it's just clearly God speaking in clear language. And it's not because I just believe in some of this stuff, and I'm a crazy Christian. I believe in whatever... I believe in the new word of God. It was published recently and it talks about all kinds of important things. So, this is the case against intelligent design, I think. Let's hear the case against intelligent design, guys. I dropped the evidence. You better look it up. But today, let's hear the case against it. And you guys can look it up, look, look up the evidence on your own time.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Captain Obvious, for the introduction there uh, to the near death experience uh, argument. Uh, Viper or uh, uh, Malachi, uh, who would like to go first?
2: would you like to go first we haven't uh, had yeah, to talk I, about this
4: yeah i suppose i mean i, I suppose i can but I, I'll, I'll be honest i didn't really hear a lot there in terms of any, any any real claims like there's a lot of allusions to there's there's some evidence here there's some evidence there go look it up but, but i mean we're, we're not going to look this up on stream um so like i i don't know if you guys have anything in particular you want to discuss or bring up and
3: just, i okay but, I, I can have one claim but i can isolate it too hold, on. hold yeah, on please we
0: are able to screen share uh if there is something uh, that we'd like to reference to. I know you did share um, the article that you were referencing to uh, in our Discord there, Captain Obvious. So uh, we can always bring that up and go through um, the arguments that you have there. Um, but we're, we'll are we try to keep this uh, as an introduction. So uh, Viper, if, if you got six minutes to kind of present an introduction. Yeah, I mean, I'll that.
4: be honest, like, I'm, I'm totally fine with like, seeding some time and getting, getting some more information here. I'd really kind of like to Dig into things, but uh, right now I don't. I don't really feel like, especially if this is going to be more of an on trial type thing. I I feel like we really need to have some more there there to be able to discuss.
0: All right, well we'll kick over to Malachi. Um, you can have up to 10 minutes to do an introduction uh, where Viper has kind of summarized there. Uh, so uh, your thoughts on the intelligent design uh, argument that has been presented thus far, and uh, uh, kind of what you may have pre- uh prepared. Uh, prior to the debate and thank you so much for being here last minute malachi i want to let everybody know that malachi is our hero of the evening uh he stepped in for uh, ozion ozion you're awesome too but uh y- you know he had uh, some prior affairs so malachi stepped in thank you so much uh for thank that. you malachi uh, but i don't want to eat into your time so malachi uh i'm gonna let you uh expose on your thoughts there uh and you can have up to 10 minutes if you'd like uh, thank you. Yeah.
2: Uh, good to be here. No, I didn't prepare any like long speeches. I I only had like three hours. Um, half of which was working, half of which was driving. So I'm here. Um, same same sort of feelings as as Viper has. Um, yeah, I didn't hear any arguments for. What I heard was Eric uh, running around and sort of bringing up things that he thought was suspect but not necessarily was an argument for anything nor poking holes in any sort of already established uh, uh theories um i mean he brought up mary Schweitzer right which if i remember correctly was the uh the woman who found uh um, some very old very old fossils that also had like some some organic matter and and i think eric said the word impossible when Clearly not impossible. What it was was improbable. If I remember reading the paper correctly, there was a uh, quite a bit of iron in the soil around the find that uh basically kept a lot of the bacteria away. There was also um it was also like a cooler climate. So that that helped preserve. And again, just not not impossible, improbable. Mary herself went on to write that she knows that this is going to, you know, kick some, kick some uh, hornets' nests. And she was actually pretty pissed off about that. She wasn't even sure she wanted to publish her findings. Um she's Still doesn't think that it goes towards any sort of Young Earth creationist model, which, again, I'm not really sure why he brought it in intelligent design. That would actually be more about a Young Earth creationist model sort of a thing. So I don't really know where that came from. Um, Mary herself didn't think it had anything to do with that. Uh, Eric also mentioned something about uh, amino acids or no, he didn't mention amino acids. Uh, he, he mentioned that we have tried to make life in labs. That's not actually true. Uh, we've been studying how certain chemicals combine in laboratory settings that are supposed to mimic early earth settings. And a lot of the times they're actually making uh, uh, basically early amino acids. And this is just pure chemistry, it just has to do with how these different chemicals interact in this environment. Um, they create um, beneficial circumstances, um, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, let's see, what else do we hear? uh one guy replaced some DNA in a cell um you know we do that with CRISPR now like all the time so I'm not really sure why this guy is particularly um amazing in your opinion um also being able to do that doesn't make you an evolutionary expert I just want to say there's a big difference in those fields um if he and I don't I don't actually know if this person really does really did say this about the tree of life but um again so being able to manipulate DNA in a cell does not mean that you are an expert at uh, evolution. Um, I, I felt like that kind of was pretty obvious. Um, and then we went over to uh, Captain Obvious, uh, and I'm trying, I'm trying to like piece together what they're saying. So, right, so what I understand is he strongly believes in NDEs. Um, which don't really have anything to do with intelligent design. I'm not really sure why those prompts were slammed together, but it's fun, so let's do it, right? Uh, NDEs, uh, you know, I actually didn't hear any instances of NDEs. I heard go look it up, and I have I have sources, and there's some hidden knowledge which is very conspiratorial, and a lot of people who are conspiracy theorists claim to have hidden knowledge because they want to feel pretty special about it. Um, so not really a lot there. Let's see, wrote a few notes. Give me two seconds. Um, something about an essay contest. Not really sure what that they had to do with anything. Spongy mind again. Not really sure what that they had to do with anything. You butchered a Carl Sagan quote talking about his his parents. If you read the entire quote, which I suggest everyone does, uh, he was talking about he really wishes he could talk to his parents. He would love to have them there. He understands how that's like a really seductive sort of a thing. Um, but in the end, he he didn't think that he'd be able to talk to them again. Um, NDE, Nde experiences an ancient man. I'd really like to know how. How that's been verified. Um, you said that early religion started from NDE experiences in ancient man. Again, I don't know how we could verify that. We uh early religions a lot of the times have been contributed to having basically uh the ancient the evidence was rituals around the deceased. And there's a ton of reasons to have a ritual around the deceased. I mean, I'm an atheist and I still uh have rituals around, you know, when I lose people or you know, uh beloved pets, stuff like that. Um yeah. That I think that's the bulk of what I had. I'm really excited for the for the back and forth because I'd like to press some of these folks on the specifics, but I'm gonna go ahead and give the rest of my time.
0: All right. Let me get my preamp turned back up there. All right. So so sorry to live chat. I, I forgot all my good mics at uh, my jam space. I got a few shows over the weekend, so uh, you get the the nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, sure. 55, uh, big Elvis vibes coming through the mic. Uh, just want to remind everybody, if you like debates like this, best way to get them out there is to share them, uh, share them in your contentious spaces, share them out, uh, on your Facebook groups, uh, where you like to debate, uh, or Instagram or whatever the kids are doing these days, your TikToks. I don't know. Uh, i might be out of the loop on that one we are going to kick it into an open discussion uh we're going to uh put it back over to captain obvious uh to uh, expound on uh his intro there because uh, i know that you have uh quite a bit there uh so if, if you want captain obvious we're going to give the floor back to you for uh a bit longer and uh you can uh kind of get into uh, the things we were discussing the other day yeah. when i talked to you okay I'm sorry,
2: real quick. Why are we giving the floor? I thought it was just intros. Are we doing a rebuttal section?
0: Uh, we will be doing a rebuttal section. I I, I, I think that there was uh, some context that he might be wanting to add there, but that's up to you guys. Uh, if, if you're good with doing a straight-up rebuttal section, Captain Obvious, we can do that.
1: Yeah, I, have, I would like I have, to get into it. I'm tons, sorry, I have tons of references to introduce uh, things that my opponent here just kind of blew right over. Um, but I have I have all of those that I'm I'm going to be introducing.
0: All right. Well, we'll kick it right into an open discussion then. Uh, so yeah, everybody, uh, let's uh, sit back and uh, the floor is all yours, gentlemen.
2: Thank you.
1: So I see you haven't heard of Greg Venter. I, I find that amazing. That's what I said at the beginning of this program here that I don't hold the fact that you guys aren't going to know any of this stuff that I'm bringing up. I don't hold it against you. I hold it against media, and I hold it against science. I hold it against school. Uh, You should know who Craig Venter is. He's the most sought-after and well-known geneticist out there. He is the only one with a distinguishing uh, uh, remark on his career as to have written a successful DNA strand and replaced it in an E. E. coli bacteria cell. It was unheard of before that. And for this man, for you to write it off and act like he's just some schmuck off the street that don't know what he's talking about when he says that there is no tree of life of common descent, he is the world's foremost geneticist, my friend. So he knows, he knows, he knows by testing that these could not have possibly come down the same line.
4: So I think the issue here that we're, We're trying to get in here is like he he can be a really good geneticist, but at the end of the day, his his education doesn't mean he's right. You 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 don't you don't you don't you say you're
1: you're still talking about you're still talking about.
4: Yeah, that's fine. That's that's I'm sorry. I was trying to get out.
1: You're still you're still talking about what you don't know. Okay, you don't know, Craig Venter. There's not a soul. There's not a soul out there that's uh, even bucked his work to say it was wrong. Uh, They questioned his work on that panel. They said, "Are you are you legitimately saying that there's no such thing as a tree of life? There's more than one tree of life," and that's when he said, "The tree of life is old science that's not working out."
4: Sure, but I don't I don't particularly care about like a, an argument that's coming from his position of authority. I want to hear his argument for it. Right. So well, if, I, if you want to present yeah. his argument for it, then well, great. I mean, we can interact with that. That's but cool. I, I can't really interact with this. Is a really smart guy, and he said this thing.
1: And I'm not really interested in your denial. I'm interested in any professional denial that you can counter this with and i don't think you have any okay, so, so just, you're, yeah, you're so let's,
2: um, just, let's just talk about this for a second right like uh, so first off the most well-known geneticist was gregor Mendel, um you know the, the peapot guy um secondly i i googled the top 10 geneticists and he didn't come up on there i'm not saying so this is just it's just anecdote i'm not saying that he's like not a geneticist i'm not saying he doesn't know a lot about his field what i'm saying is that the the, the gen- genetics and the field of genetics is really cool, and it has a lot to say about evolution. But are you really trying to say that because this one guy who said this one thing that's out of his field, a geneticist talking about evolution, said something that agrees with you. Now you're going to take the rest of the society. Oh, no no, 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 no. My hold friend. on, please. I've got tons of science tons of, science and on, tons of scientists behind me. Not just hold one. Hold on, friend. Hold on, friend. Yeah. Like do yeah. you do you think that it is the the consensus of the academic community that the tree of life is total bunk and that this one guy well, What I what I'm interested
1: correct? in is who can prove him wrong. So far nobody. And I don't see you presenting anybody that's proven him wrong. That's what you need. Okay. Now let me let me let me bring up something else. Wait wait hold about. on hold on. How about, hold on, how about hold, on, hold on please
2: hold on. Let's answer that question real quick. Right. So you said you don't know one person that's proven him wrong. What about the entire body of academic work in the field that says, show me yes, somebody that's like,
1: show me anybody that's you're, proven him wrong. Like that's what I'm get, saying. You're talking about old science. OK, that's what, what does this that? Mean? science hasn't even come to the forefront yet. So when you find somebody that's proven him wrong, then you have an argument. OK, now, I, me, I think I mean, you're let kind let of talking int-
2: nonsense,
1: but let's let move me on to the next. Mary, poem. let me introduce Mary Schweitzer, if you don't mind
2: um actually i got another question real quick sorry real quick that's fine yeah you you're a proponent of intelligent design what does not having a, a great model of the tree of life have anything to do with intelligent design
1: well, I'm wanting to get on to more information. You obviously don't have anything to debunk this,
2: okay? So, okay, so are we be not, be not answering direct not, questions not, in this open discussion? Well, well, I'm so sorry,
0: Eric. Uh, I'm going to uh, kick it over to Captain Obvious to uh, get some thoughts in here. Okay. Oh, are you on mute there, Cameron? Sure, I'll just have a... I, I'll,
3: I will just make a quick rebuttal. Yeah, instances of NDE, we can talk about many of them, but basically there's a good book about them called The Self Does Not Die. And this book examines the evidence for veridical NDE, meaning verified. Veridical means that there was a perception that happened allegedly during brain death Which was verified but since neuroscience believes that perception is and consciousness is a whole brain phenomena therefore you cannot have perception especially of the kind that is had by nde experiencers it's because of the extraordinary nature of this experience that people believe in it because also this experience changes people unlike you know a hallucination or a dream or a drug experience basically it's all about massively transformative purpose that people come back from with this experience that's the kind of person who changes the world is one who has massively transformative purpose there is a cia document talking about entity contact it's out there this research has been done you never heard about it it continues to be happening they are trying to bring it out to the public where you can do it in walmart we're working on it research continues i have sources you know, some things are required reading, like if you were to try to debate one theory of gravity over another, you would have to do a lot of reading for that kind of debate. So basically, there was an essay contest called Bigelow Prize, DICS essay contest, the biggest essay contest in history, and it was for the best evidence of life after death, or they phrased it as survival of consciousness after death. We know what they're talking about, okay? Okay. The Spongy Mind, that was related to the paper that I talked about. The paper's name is Sensing the Presence of Spirits and Gods Across Cultures and Faiths. The Carl Sagan quote, you can win that one. I can't find my source. It's fine. Uh, NDE is ancient. Religions are similar to each other. There are sources for that. NDE, origin of religion. You can find books about this. Introductions to chapters, talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, the whole body of academic work in this field, stop, guys. We have to have a discussion. We can't say that everything is on my side. There is always evidence for both sides, you guys. There's always evidence for both sides.
2: Yeah, I super agree. We have to have a discussion, absolutely. Which does not mean that you go and say read these books, right? I I'm you know, a viper and I have had absolutely no chats before this debate and I feel like we have a more coherent front than you guys do, right? We would like an argument, something to actually touch and 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 play with, right? I haven't heard a single argument at all.
4: Uh, I feel like we've gotten at least a little bit of something uh of the three things I of note that you had kind of mentioned there first of all uh drug experiences don't change you uh I I would point you in the direction of pretty much anybody who's done any sort of psychedelics uh that would very commonly be situations there where people will have some very different outlooks on life afterwards um the the second thing going into uh specifically nde's near-death experiences um so there's there's two issues that we're gonna have here if we're gonna try and connect this to intelligent design. The first is, well, we 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 can definitely say that these people are having some sort of experience, and it might be difficult to explain, even if we don't know exactly what kind of experience they're having. If maybe maybe they are uh, hearing people in the room, maybe they're um, hallucinating. Who knows? But we. Are, are they having some sort of divine experience are they like contacting some other sort of plane of reality or existence maybe but there's not really anything conclusive that we can really dive into to, to verify that um and then second of all if even if we were to say that hey there is some like other other plane of reality that your your mind can contact in some sort of a near-death experience well that doesn't really necessarily connect us to any sort of design at all either because well, first of all design intelligent design doesn't really make any claims on its own you have to connect that to religion first and and second of all like just because you have um i, I think there is a this there's a form of of uh mind-body dualism that has naturalistic uh explanations that in theory at least, that you don't you don't require some sort of designer to make it so. So there it, it could be that way, maybe, but it's not like we can really check this in any verifiable manner. So I'm 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 not sure how how you're getting there and not to any other reasonable explanation.
3: Sure, I can make a quick rebuttal. My quick rebuttal would be that yes, that is a reasonable discussion. That is a discussion that the academics are having. They are saying, Oh, is there more evidence for the uh large psychic pool hypothesis versus the survival hypothesis, basically. They're having these kinds of discussions. Let's have these kinds of discussions. Let's not say that there's no evidence for a spiritual world. Let's say, how about we get the best evidence and study that? That's what this evidence contest was about. It was an evidence contest.
2: So let's try this. Uh, I have an idea. On the NDE front. um, So, Nick, I, I think in the article that you sent, um, one of the things that I saw was that there was someone who was blind who had an NDE, and then they experienced something that only sighted people would experience. Um, So this is interesting to me because what it does is it creates this metaphysical issue, right, where if you're going to say that a blind person does not have the capacity for sight, which means that they don't have the organs to detect light bouncing off of real things, right, then how, or or maybe you could just explain the metaphysics to me, how is it that a then disconnected, non-corporeal, spiritual being that doesn't have any organs at all, nor interacts with the physical world in any way, collect light? And how would we measure that if it does? Because then you'd have a blockage of light.
3: Tough questions. What am I going to say? Do I have a theory of the soul that can be measured? no i don't i know that there's a, uh, a lot of phenomena that is out there that creates the need for a theory of um mind that is beyond what we have right now there's not it's like we have ways to detect m- me my intention on a ball of plasma four feet away from me however much you isolate it my mind is affecting the direction of this plasma basically what that how that ties to nde is that you have consciousness and then it survives death. That's the most reasonable explanation for all this NDE phenomena. We have people who have come back from the grave from this. Are, these are actual death experiences. People actually died. And then suddenly they realized that they were conscious. Either they were conscious of nothing or they started to be conscious and then they were taken to heaven and came back. There's no reason that people should just believe that people go to heaven and come back. That's not something that a church teaches. That's something that people believe based on evidence. 72% of Americans and 80% of Christians, according to the Pew survey. So, I'm putting
1: a, uh, I just put a link in chat. Would you be able to show that to everybody, please? In chat? Yeah. And in, in our chat here, our Zoom chat.
0: Oh, our Zoom chat. Yes. Yeah. I can do that. Let's see. Okay. Here. I think that should be fine. Gives me a second here. i can not going to claim to be the most savvy. Oh, look at that. See? I messed it all up by clicking on it. Hey, everybody. We'll be right back. And close. There we go. We're all back to rights now. I'll pop it in the chat for you. Okay. All right. And what am I popping in the chat right here? Do you, do you want me to uh, do a screen share of this link?
1: Yeah, if you could screen share it, if we could screen share the paper, that would be awesome.
0: All right. Let's, um, uh, let's do that up. I'll screen share on my end. It's and... not going to let
1: me screen share it. I just tried it.
0: That's all right. I can screen share on my end. Um, there we go. Should this be. is why
2: people don't tend to do this live. It's incredibly boring.
0: <laughs> it could be a little bit difficult too. Oh it might not be working on my end Nope
1: Okay I can read it if that's what it takes and we can pass that paper around to everybody that's but what right, this yeah. is uh, this is this is the paper that Mary wrote after she wrote her paper uh, that was verifying, that won her her PhD, that was verifying that this was indeed soft tissue, biological tissue that she found. Now, if you open that up, um, I'm going to describe what you'll see. The title is A Role for Iron and Oxygen Chemistry in Preserving Soft Tissues. What you're gonna find is, if you know anything at all about what we're about to read, There's no time for evolution. These dinosaurs did not evolve into birds in 234,000 years, nor is there time for a chimpanzee to be uh, uh, triggered off in one direction while human beings are triggered off into another direction by some common ancestor. That's not going to happen in 234,000 years. Let's see what Mary gives us. If you read the abstract, going down to the abstract, it says something very surprising. The persistence of original soft tissues in Mesozoic fossil bone. Mesozoic is the Cretaceous and the Jurassic, basically. The persistence of original soft tissues in Mesozoic fossil bone is not explained by current chemical degradation models. In other words, there should be no soft tissue there. It's not like you said, my friend, uh, something that's hard to uh, you said it's you know, this is no big deal. Of course it is. They said it was impossible. That's why everybody attacked her and they attacked her boss. I don't know if you guys know who her boss is, but Mary Schweitzer's boss uh, was Jack Horner. He is the foremost paleontologist of the last hundred years or so that uh, he was like the uh, the science director on all three Jurassic Park movies. He's the one that came up with the theory that T-rexes raised their families they didn't abandon them. well, this is who she worked for, and his lab was under fire now because these people said this is absolutely impossible but let's see let's see what else she said yeah.
0: If you go like
2: four he sentences says, down in the abstract, it says, says that hemoglobin, which is oh, excuse me one second. It says that hemoglobin, which by the way is the iron rich part of the blood, was uh present in a piece of uh ostrich, uh ostrich blood, and it when it, that's goes, the, it, says, it that goes. That's not what me, it says. That's not what it says. Let me say like you don't lines, understand it at all. Like, like you
1: don't eat Malachi's literally, literally got it wrong. three sentences what it says is it doesn't Eric, say
2: that Eric, does Eric,
0: Eric, we're gonna let Malachi speak for uh and and respond to this okay just give me one minute
2: right literally three sentences into the same paper that you just posted in the abstract it says that in that a heightened amount of hemoglobin which is the iron rich part of the blood made it so that something that was only going to last three days lasted 200 fold almost two years i think it said in there right so i don't know what it says
1: dude. dude Everyone can read it it now. You You don't understand the experiment that she's saying she conducted. This whole paper paper involves her experimentations to see how long she can possibly preserve these tissues. Now, let's see what she says. Okay. What she did, she took the blood of an ostrich, dude. She took it. It didn't just happen accidentally. She took this in her lab, and she tried to preserve these materials as long as she could. Her theory was that if she took oxygen and, uh, and iron, she might be able to preserve these tissues longer than their um, um, stability would normally allow them to last because they all have a half-life. Now, the half-life of collagen that you find in your cartilage is 117 years. That's the longest cartilage. That's the longest I'm taking. That's the one I'm taking here. We're going to use the longest half-life possible here I don't know if you know anything about half-lives but uh, do you know how half-lives work
2: yeah it was a really cool video game series they still need to make another one
1: no no do you know how half-lives work
2: yeah, I'm just I'm just this is this is nonsense and I don't know why we even allowed okay. like someone S- to pull up some random some random scientific study that, that some goes random scientific the point that they're study. trying to Well this is right. let's, against, let's let uh, it goes Eric against explain. the point you're trying to make. This is, this right? is what
1: we're reading well, now. Le- Malachi, so we'll, we'll, uh, uh,
0: yeah, we'll let Eric sh- explain how uh how he feels this ties into uh his well it's not just here.
1: how I feel, it's what it says. It says hemoglobin oh, hemoglobin increased percent. Hemoglobin increased the stability of the tissue more than 200 fold from approximately three days to more than two years at room temperature. Now you think that sounds really good. Don't you? You think, yeah, that answers the question. Don't you? Do you think 200? No, 200 no fold I don't. In, Hold do on. Do you think that 200? Did, did you want in, answers
2: to that? Or are you asking me you think, me think a questions? 200
1: fold increase in stability is going to take a 117 year half-life and prolong it to 65 million years. I don't no, think I don't. so. You need no, you need a six hundred and fifty five thousand increase, volt increase, in order for a one hundred and seventeen year half life to go back uh, to to last 80, uh, 65 million years. Now she also has the soft tissue of a hadrosaur, which is eighty five million years, and an ichthyosaur, which is over three hundred million years. And you're going to tell me this soft tissue lasted that long? Science says no. So. I this couldn't have lasted. Quick
2: no. yeah. quick, quick uh, um, interjection. Go, go ahead. Quick inter, go ahead. quick interjection, right? So you're in the wrong debate, Eric. You're in the Young so Earth Do You know how Half-Lives like, work. That's where you think. This is actually the the intelligent design one where so they're you not Young you don't know how Earth Half-Lives work,
1: do you? If you knew I how half work, you
2: don't know what you don't know what debate you're in right now.
1: Well,
0: let me let me show you let's, how half lines work then. Let's uh, take uh, a, let's you, kick it over to Viper because Viper had something. Well, I, I
2: was energetic. I was just going to say something very very
4: similar. Like I, I I feel like we need to kind of tie this into intelligent design. That's kind of what the well guys Eric, let you let me finish
1: up, Please. if uh, you let so me finish up,
4: I will show you. Uh, sure. If, if you think you can tie this into intelligent design necessarily, sure. Yeah. Well, it's it's
1: absolutely tied into intelligent design. Because this proves these animals were designed. They did not evolve, OK? Now, if you, take, if you take what she actually says here, she has. Now, this is the way half-lives work. You have, let's say, so much protein. In this case, let's use uh, collagen. Now, at the end of 117 years, you're only going to have 50% of it left. At the end of another 117 years, you're only going to have 25% of it left. At the end of another 117 years, you've only got 12.5% left. And it goes on down until you get 10 times, 10 half-lives, and you basically got no measurable amount of tissue there that's uh, going to be valid. That's why we stop testing for things using C14 after fifty or sixty thousand years, because C fourteen has a half life of fifty seven hundred years. Or 30, Yeah, give or take forty. Okay. All right.
0: I'm just going to. So you here. multiply
1: you multiply that by ten half lives, and you've got one hundred and seventeen years multiplied by ten half lives equals one thousand one hundred and seventy years. That's the oldest those bones could be, if you just go by the normal half life. But if there was some special preservation uh, of, let's say, iron and oxygen, the best they have been able to produce is 200-fold increase. That's the best. There's no number out there that gives you a better increase than this. But let's check it out. All right. 200-fold. I'm going to cut you off of... there,
0: Eric, if you don't mind. Uh, we, we've been talking for about 20 minutes here after our introductionary uh, statements there. Uh, I just want to remind everybody uh, in the live chat, we are going to do a QA and a at the end of this discussion. Uh, so if you, if you want to hear me read out your questions in this amazing you know radio filter, 1957 SM55, get your live chats in there so we can get some uh, conversation conversation going uh, after uh, we finish up our open discussion. Could um, I possibly
1: get one line just to finish this thought so they know what I'm driving at?
0: Uh, just one we line? Have, yeah, I'll give you 10 seconds uh, there to wrap okay. that up.
1: The point is that only gives you 200-fold increase, only gives you 234,000 years. The oldest those bones can possibly be by all of these scientists testing to see how long they can extend the uh, life of the uh, the half-lives 200 fold is the best you've got 234,000 years is all you've got. You can't right. take that back a million years. I have to cut okay, you so- off there,
0: Eric, and we'll kick it over to Viper.
4: Yeah. Let's, let's, let's say, you know, let, this isn't a, a young earth creationist debate. Uh, it's like, let's, let's say everything. I'm not a is right. young earth
1: creationist.
4: Sorry. Sure. Uh, let Yeah, sure. So let, let, let's assume everything you've said there is correct, and, and the Earth is only 200-some-thousand years old. Um, I, I didn't say I, that I either. Okay, but I'm still I said I'm still those like seeing...
1: bones couldn't be over 234,000 sure. years
4: old. Let's I, – I, I still don't see how you're getting from that to they were designed. There's no
1: time for evolution, dude. If those bones are only 234,000 years old, you don't have time for anything to evolve. You don't have time – How are dinosaurs turning into birds? That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I, yeah i'm sorry i'm
4: sorry yeah sure that's that's totally fine i might have misheard a uh, little bit what you're saying there but uh it, the, the the big thing i was going to say there is like dinosaurs didn't evolve into birds dinosaurs along, evolved alongside birds so they, they wouldn't have turned into one another they, they were evolving at the same
0: time okay over to you captain obvious uh, we're we're going to uh, let you uh, kind of expound on uh, your thoughts of where we are and uh, kind of what you've uh, presented in your intro there, uh, without interruption for a bit here, okay? Uh, and sorry to everybody that I was muted for a second there, uh, I, I, you know, when I'm trying to uh, potentially let the conversation go uh, for the sake of our podcasts and not having my voice kind of being, you know, in, in the conversation all the time, because all of these conversations are going to be put to our podcasts within 24 hours. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for all of our speakers for being here, uh, you know, and uh, Captain Obvious, we're going to kick it over to you.
3: Yeah, I don't want it to sound like this is just a disorganized debate that you guys put together at the last second with two different speakers on totally different sides of the aisle. But basically, there are some things to question about evolution. I support my uh, teammate here. There might be some questions you want to ask the Internet and trying to find the other side of the perspective. Basically, Carl Sagan said, you better entertain the other side, because otherwise, who's going to call you out on your BS? You're just going to be an echo chamber maybe look at this uh, evolution news that's like a creationist source where they put out like a, an essay every day or two and they talk about creationism that could be interesting from intelligent design perspective you can look up like fine tuning argument or ask your chat gpt about the best arguments for theism basically there is also a waiting time problem also called haldane's dilemma you can take a look at that waiting time problem kind of talks about problems with evolution sometimes Allegedly, according to some of these evolution uh, theorists who are intelligent design activists, they are saying that the time doesn't add up. If you put your calculations into the evolution calculator, it just doesn't add up. So maybe there's something to be said for that. We better have that conversation. That's an important discussion to have. I, I can talk about my other things.
0: Yeah, I would like to ask that just because uh, we have given a lot of time to our other speakers to kind of expound on their views in rebuttal to the intelligent uh, design on trial conversation. So, uh, Captain Obvious, uh, if if you did have – I know there was – A Reference that you're using. So if you wanted to bring that up, we can do a screen share on your end I did find out that I can't do it on my end just because I need an additional monitor in the two that I already have in order to do that so uh, if you're able to screen share and we can Go through one of maybe the arguments that you presented or if you did have um, You know more of like an anecdotal um...
3: I think what was helpful was when my opponent read to me my position and the problem he had with my position for example my opponent mentioned one of the pieces of evidence for the nde is that blind people were able to see and then my opponent said i have a metaphysical problem with that okay i understand that i have presented my opponent with what i believe is uh, 52 points of evidence or a link to that so we can go through some of these other items hopefully my opponent has read more than just a few of them and we can go through these things, and uh, let's hear the opponent's objections. And maybe they are all metaphysical and well-grounded and reasonable, and uh, we can basically let the audience decide from that. I think that's a good format.
2: Sorry, but no, I'm not going gonna... to go through 52 points of anecdotal evidence for near-death experiences. No, right, that, 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 is, that is that is fuel for you to create an argument, to pose on a debate, not to screen share and go over every single one. The answer is no, I won't do it.
0: I would say if you wanted to pick one uh, Captain Obvious that uh, particularly speaks to you, uh, that you know uh, very well, we could maybe delve down a specific um, discussion about one of those experiences.
3: Well, it's not about an experience. This one is a scientific research study where they investigated using the methods of modern psychology. What kind of memories are NDE memories? When somebody has this experience, what kind of memory do you have? Is it similar to a false memory? Is it similar to a real memory? It turns out these experiences have memories that are more real than real memories, according to the metrics used by the researchers. They have nothing in common with false memories. So the proposal that these are hallucinations, false memories, this is an artifact of the malfunctioning mind, really. Really? explain this uh, piece of evidence. This is one of my 52 points in its reference. You can search for more real and you can find uh, using that on, keyword on the, on the page. would you like to respond? Oh, Viper, you're muted right now? It was published in a a well-regarded academic journal.
4: uh, Sure. Which uh, which, which paper is this that you're referring
0: to?
3: This is a PNAS paper related to More Real. Give me a moment.
0: All right. And uh, if you want to bring that up, we can do a screen share. If you want to hit the screen share there, Captain Obvious, Uh, we can open up the article that you're looking at, we can run through it. Um, That might be actually fruitful for the uh, discussion. That might actually be unique because I don't think that's something that we can do on Discord. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) But uh, if you did want to do that, uh, I think that would be uh, fruitful. I think somebody might have a little bit of feedback going on. I'm not sure if somebody's got a live speaker in their room uh, that's kicking back some feedback. Um, I don't see any complaints. Oh, it just stopped. Thank you. Uh, To have her fix that So uh, just a reminder Everybody in the live chat Hit that like button I see that there's 273 of you Watching right now Uh, You know Let's keep kicking it out Let's keep sharing out this link uh, To all your uh, spaces That you like to talk about Christianity and atheism Uh, This has been a lot of fun uh, so far This is a Discord special Surgeon General Thank you so much for linking the Discord Link in the chat there And I want to thank our speakers once again Uh, I I found all of these speakers in our discord so if you like what you're hearing from them you can find them in our modern day debate discord so um, let's kick it over to Malachi uh, after Captain Obvious there uh, gets his uh, uh, his paper ready if he wants to do his screen share and uh, Captain Obvious when you have your paper ready just hit screen share and I'll I'll get it ready well, if we're waiting
2: for a second we can talk about it briefly do you need a moment Got this is
3: number, yeah, I, I need you to look at this thing. It's point number 15 on my paper. Okay. Are you 15, gonna share it? Or 15. Are you, are you able to I share- can't, again? Give me a minute, I might pause my video. Okay? okay. Okay, so let's
2: while he's doing that, let's have a brief conversation about NDE's. Um sorry about the lighting. Um okay. so, so couple problems here, right? So first off there are uh, attempts to describe uh, to um, there are attempts to uh, basically explain away what NDEs are there's there's several uh, two different groups of, of study right so there's psychology which says that people are having a disassociative experience because they're experiencing something that is so incredibly like uh, painful that they want to their their brain will actually like segment away who they are from the experiencer right and it makes it so that basically a different entity will experience these these really i mean dying is is a painful terrifying thing you don't want to experience and so from the realms of nde that's one possible explanation um a lot of the times when people experience like the floating sort of a thing uh, when they have an NDE that actually is explained very well by endorphins being flooded into your system. Endorphins not only have like an effect on the mind, but it also has an effect on your body and trying to pump oxygen into your cells. So another very easy way to explain it, you don't have to bring in any sort of spirituality. You don't have to bring in any sort of life after death um, uh, uh, religion or anything like that. Uh, another way to describe it, uh, and this has been put forward recently, but I haven't seen good scientific studies on it, is that your brain will flood itself with DMT, uh, something that if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, you kind of know a lot about, right? Uh, DMT does the same thing. It tries to it tries to jam oxygen into your brain cells to stop you from dying. So this is just like a death reflex mechanism, and that can create incredibly vivid experiences. Um, the endorphin one, let's go back real quick. Sorry, this isn't written down. The endorphin one also explains why there's a sense of elevation, right? If anyone has had an endorphin rush, you do feel elevated. So that translates into their uh, their hallucination, right? Um, so psychology, neuroscientists, these, these guys have all been able to basically explain away NDEs. Uh, they know what causes it they they know how it all happens there's nothing spooky or mystical about it it's your body trying to survive and it's your mind trying to cope and just to put a little a little cap on that i still have the question of metaphysically depending on what metaphysics you subscribe to but metaphysically this does not work right To experience the world, you require sensory organs. I have eyes. So, what happens is light comes from the sun, it hits the tree outside of my window, it bounces into my eye. There is a neurochemical reaction which translates it into my brain. Without the eyes, right? Without functioning organs, how is there any experience at all? If there is an experience of the world without a functioning organ, you are talking about something that is that is interceding into the physical space in order to receive these light, right? This is like Cartesian metaphysics, pretty simple. So you're talking about a spiritual entity that is able to intercede into the physical realm, undetectable. That it doesn't happen. And now we're looking at a phone. So, so like these are explainable. You're violating Occam's razor by bringing in all this spooky stuff. And metaphysically, it's garbage. So like, I'm still trying to figure out what your argument even is, other than people have written some words down.
4: Yeah, I feel like we're just kind of hitting, continuously hitting up against the wall of, well, we don't think we have a good answer for this, so designer.
0: Well, I see that we have our screen share ready now. So uh, we're going to kick it back over to uh, Captain Obvious and Eric to uh, go through the article uh, and explain this uh this this year. Oh, that's me that you have there. Alright, back to the article. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh Captain Obvious, over to you.
3: Shall I read this article? Uh
0: if you want to go through it and uh explain your thoughts and expound how uh it translates to you and uh what it's saying, that would be great.
3: Research group declared that Based on evidence, memories of NDEs are more real than normal memories. More vivid perceptions, not imagined events. Published in PLOS 1, researchers looked into the memories of NDEs with hypotheses that if the memories were pure products of the imagination, their characteristics should be closer to those of imagined memories. Okay, this eliminates one hypothesis, imagination. My opponent mentioned some other ones. Mainly, he mentioned endorphins, a reflex, death reflex mechanism, and um, just because dying is painful, actually not all de- uh, not all NDEs involve threats to life. Sometimes they're uh, non-life-threatening events that people can have these kinds of memories. Basically, people can have very deep NDEs when they are brain dead, and this has been timed and uh, to occur when people are brain dead. This is another piece of evidence here. Obviously, there's a lot of evidence on this page, 52 points. Basically, my opponent cannot explain to me the similarities across religions unless it's a product of NDE. These are basically spiritual voyages, and that's, these concepts are found across religions. This is uh, mentioned on various websites like this one. Uh, my opponent says, oh, it's a dissociative experiment experience, and it's painful, so you just segment it away. It doesn't really explain um, non-death context, but also this doesn't actually explain why people have full spectrum consciousness experiences there's so many points of evidence here we can go over i would just love to summarize a few quick ones from my favorites and i don't want this to be a gish gallop let's see really, really
4: quick could could we address the the more real do they describe what more real means in the context they're using it?
0: Yeah, uh, just before we get into that, I'm going to remind everybody that we are doing a Q&A at the end of the debate. So uh, make sure your super chats uh, and your questions that are I'm pulling from the live chat here are directed towards the subject matter. And uh, uh, we're getting into the article now, so I feel like we're going to... Uh, uh kind of get into the the meat of the discussion as far as what uh nick had wanted to present there so uh thank you so much for everybody uh for being here and being respectful and uh we're going to uh kick it back over uh i think viper you were asking the more real there
4: yeah, I just I um in in terms of more real when he, he's like I saw in the 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 body there it, or at the at the header there it said more real but in the body I heard uh, I saw it more vivid so I I just I want to know what they mean when they say more real. Yeah,
2: tack on question real quick. Um, you also. It- so no one describes these as like the paper describes it as imagination to have an nde um no one says imagination the term is hallucination and if you've ever done any psychedelics you understand that you have very vivid experiences when in altered states of mind
3: many of these theories have been proposed and debunked basically sorry what is that is that a response to the question that we posed um A a lot of evidence on this page is presenting rebuttals to arguments and theories that have been proposed, such as endorphins, a dying brain, or death reflex, um, and such things, or uh, drug hallucinations. It's related to hallucinations. No, these are uh, related to real memories, not hallucinations. Look, man, you're in the driver's seat here right you're the one showing the stuff that we have
2: to respond to in real time which by the way sucks and you've had two questions one from
3: viper one from myself that you have not addressed so please address those first 30 through 32 and 33 also is that a no these points 30 through 33 are directly relevant to your charges this is the rebuttal to your claims right here 30 through 33. Have, have you not read them, and can you not give us a succinct answer? I will tell you. The expansion of consciousness occurs during NDEs. NDEs triggered by drugs satisfies the scientific method. NDEs are different from hallucinations. NDEs change people unlike hallucinations and dreams. And all of this evidence is out here. We can go through it. So that's also not
2: true. Uh, hallucinations caused by drugs have changed people. There's a whole institute called MAPS that's absolutely dedicated towards uh, helping veterans like myself recover from traumatic experiences using uh, psychedelics and psychedelic-assisted therapy.
3: Do you use materialism or do people use spiritualism for that? Basically, people are using spiritualism. This is why people believe that you come back from heaven. is because NDE is a spiritual voyage. Everybody in America basically believes this. It's consensus. NDEs Why? change people's hallucinations and dreams. No matter what the nature of NDE, it alters lives. Alcoholics find themselves unable to imbibe. Hardened criminals opt for a life of helping others. Atheists e- embrace the existence of a deity, while dogmatic members of a particular religion report feeling welcome in any church or temple or mosque. Most near-death yeah, survivors, they don't think there is a god
2: they know okay so one of the first uh clinical uses of lsd was to stop someone from heavy drinking uh one session worked this is a you you can go and actually read like there's an interview with a guy in the 90s where he's still not using alcohol i mean he had he had one physical uh physical experience with a physical drug to a physical form so yes i'm a physicalist and so far it's this isn't helping Yeah, I think
0: it's
2: I think it's coming from Nick. Yeah, it's coming from yeah, Captain Obvious. Yeah, Nick, if,
0: uh, you got some mic noise coming from you, so if you're able to turn down your your mic noise or if you're moving around.
1: Uh, I can kick it a little bit for Nick and just say that May the 8th, two years ago, uh, I was hospitalized with um, eight critical heart diseases and stage four COPD. And I was not expected to leave the hospital. And I had some experiences. I've had several experiences my entire life. uh, From the time I was young to the time my hand was healed in front of five other people. uh, And a broken hand at that. And I can say that these experiences absolutely changed my life. Every single one of them and they weren't brought about by acid or mushrooms or anything else they were brought about by god
2: eric i, th- I think i speak for all of us saying that we are absolutely pleased that you are still around uh, you absolutely f- look fantastic in that hat you rock it like no one else could um and i appreciate your experience i've had also some pretty intense experiences and they've changed me for the better but that is not an argument for your position friend
1: but can i ask if you're atheist or agnostic
2: uh, yeah I'm an atheist i'd atheist? I, I, I'd be closer to agnostic
1: may, may, may I ask what experience you've had and why you would re- re- reject it as a, as an actual experience
2: I'm sorry I misunderstood what what experience do you think I'm rejecting
1: I don't know you said that you've had some kind of experience so I'm assuming you're talking about some kind of experience like I've had an experience of uh, God um that's what I had uh and, yeah uh,
2: so Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, so, no. just to yeah, go ahead. Just to make myself perfectly clear, I I am not trying to discount any of your experiences. I think that you've had some intense experiences that have changed you dramatically. That. Yes, yeah. sir. I understand. Um, so, in my life, in my military career, I've experienced a lot of loss and a lot of trauma. And then, following my military career, I've experienced a lot of uh, um, counseling um, and uh, a lot of community support, which really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I, I attribute my changes to well, well-trained clinicians, to a supportive family and friends, and all I'm saying is that I think that you're having these great experiences, but I think that you're making an attribution error.
1: Well, what if I told you, um, and, and I could bring witnesses to this, uh, we, were, we were in my apartment, and I lived above a bar. I wasn't uh, living for Christ. Uh, we were horsing around upstairs, me, my brother, our best friend, and our girlfriends. And uh, we were all into martial arts. And my brother broke my hand. He broke it in front of five other people there. Now, do I know that it was not just dislocated, it was actually broken? I know it. Um, if you can see this portion of my hand, it was broke. Right here in the middle between the knuckle and the wrist, Uh, two bones were broken. The middle finger bone and the the ring finger right beside it. And my brother was going to run me to the hospital, but something weird was happening. And I couldn't explain what it was, but I was, it was weird. That's all I can, weird feelings, weird vibes. And then all of a sudden I just extended my hand and told him I wasn't going to the hospital. And, you know, you can't flex a broken hand. But I began to flex it slightly, slightly. And I just kept working with it until finally I could almost close it. And then, boom, when I closed it, those bones popped back into place. I mean, right in front of us. And we had moved those bones around underneath the skin. They were legitimately busted right in the middle of the bone. We moved them around but they popped back together right in front of all six of us. And as I kept flexing, God is my witness. This is the truth. The instant bruise and swelling that popped up there, making my hand double its size instantly. It black, blue, yellow, green, brother.
0: As I flexed my
1: hand, it diminished and it dissipated and it completely disappeared. In my, My hand was completely normal. And that took place within a minute.
4: Sorry, are, are you saying in you front set of, your hand? What's that? you saying you set your hand?
1: I'm saying God healed my hand, but this is, the, this is the clencher. Not only did God heal my hand, God spoke to me, and nobody else in that room heard it. I heard it audibly, but the people in the room didn't hear it. What he said was, if you don't give me the glory for this, you're going to die. And some people have said, well, what a hell of a threat for God to make. That wasn't a threat. That was a warning. Because what happened was my brother asked me if I could heal his knee, and I told him, what you just saw was the power of God. I did not do that.
0: I see Captain Obvious is shaking his head uh, in in agreement, uh, or nodding his head, I should say. Uh, Captain Obvious, we'll kick kick it over to you to kind of add a little bit of nuance there for 30 seconds, and we'll kick it over to Viper, who's looking a little inquisitive. (laughs)
3: Um, The origin of religion is reasoning based on evidence. You have a faith experience where God heals you, you become a servant of Christ. That's what we have with our friend here who r- related his belief experiences. We're all going through life with our own difficulties and belief experiences. Some of us like to believe in certain things because it makes us feel better. Okay, maybe we have evidence too. If you want the evidence, you can come talk to us. Maybe it's just to make you feel better. Well, I don't know if you should be convincing people to uh, abandon the practices that are placating them and making them uh, productive, happy people. 1,600 studies that show that spiritual practices improve one's health. This is not related to uh, receiving treatment or socioeconomic status or education. In fact, educated people know that these practices are good for the health and very important for their lives. They recognize that connecting to a higher power is something that humans do. They just need to basically have certain type of mind. That's what I referenced in my scientific paper that I talked about, and there's other documents which are available with evidence. It's just a matter of how deep you want to go down this rabbit hole.
2: Sorry, Captain Obvious. Who was that pointed to? Who are you talking to?
3: I was just uh, putting it out there, bro. Oh,
2: okay. Because I haven't, I haven't heard anyone here. Uh, I haven't heard anyone here trying to move anyone away from their sense of spirituality. At all,
4: yeah. I I have no i issue am not muted there. Yeah, I, I have no issue if if people want to be spiritual or frankly religious as long as it doesn't like start interrupting other people's lives. Um, uh, yeah. I I don't I generally don't see any problems with it. I just um when I hear these examples, these bits of evidence, I just uh I'm I'm sorry. You're uh you're you're coming across. Very robot um, uh, Yeah, what, I, what I'm saying here is when, when we hear these bits of evidence and experiences, it's uh, it, it seems like it, every single time it's either um, evidence that doesn't necessarily point to any sort of designer or God, um, or, or evidence that could theoretically have a, a pretty reasonable naturalistic exp- uh, explanation. Um, People will set bones every day. I I certainly can't uh, speak to your specific experience. I don't know what um, exactly the the issue was with your hand or uh, uh, even how how quickly those will – like the the swelling there will stop or what the situation was there. That would be something for somebody with more uh, medical knowledge than I to to probably discuss.
2: I'll I'll tell you what. it, It tells me that Eric is one tough dude. Like if he's he's flexing away a hand injury. I'm dude, let's keep our arguments and words only, friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I respect you guys and thank you too for your service, by the way, brother. I'm a I'm ex serviceman myself, Army, US Army. So I appreciate thank what you. you've done. And I appreciate your position. I do. Your position is one of um, you know, I want to see something, and that's respectable. I mean that. That's respectable. And I don't mean to I know some of the things that I've said sound belittling, and I don't mean them against you. I really do not. I think it's a travesty that these things aren't made common knowledge and taught in school. I think it should be taught in school uh, so people can see both sides of everything. But my whole thing with science is that I've believed from the very beginning that if God is true and science is pure, if God is real and science is pure, science will prove God. I, I believe that. Now, when I look at this, and I look at the things that science observes, but they don't know, I'm amazed. Like, for instance, we have a unique phenomenon with uh, dark matter and dark energy. It's an actual phenomenon. They see this spooky action going on. They don't understand it. And I know I'm conflating two different things here Uh, it was spooky action but I'm doing so on purpose Um, but the thing is dark matter and dark energy if you look at how they are described not anything else just how they're described and then you look at what the Bible says about the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob he's invisible Uh, there is nowhere where he is not uh, black, uh, dark energy is said to be uh, absolutely omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's expanding the universe, they say. Well, the funny thing is, Isaiah in the psalm says that God is the one who is expanding the universe like a curtain. Think about that, because that's exactly the picture we get of an expanding universe. And, and this was said 3,500 years before NASA. Uh, We have Colossians that says that God is holding all of creation together. The funny thing is, dark matter is an energy that's said to be holding our galaxies together because they should have flown apart millennia ago, long ago, but something is holding them in place. So every every descriptive little piece of dark matter and dark energy is actually right on straight up a description of the old testament god and i'm just wondering now science is not going to say we have found god but they what they do say is we found this power we don't know what it is we found these forces that are actually exerting this power over the universe and we don't know what it is well i'm suggesting that maybe it is god and um also every science that we have right down to observing biology where life only comes from life then we go to quantum quantum energy or quantum sciences absolutely amazing the the double slit experiment that proves that matter doesn't act like matter if it's not being observed it acts like energy when it's being uh, observed it acts like matter when it's not being observed, it's an energy wave, an energy field, and that field collapses when it's observed into what we call the physical realm. Now, when you think about that, I want you to think hard about this point. In order for the Big Bang to have occurred, and I'm I'm a, a student of uh, Dr. Uh, Alan uh, Guth, uh, he's the well, the father of um, string theory, or not string theory, but our current model of the universe, basically. And he's the one that combined expansion with string theory and etc. And um, what he's done when he saw that the Big Bang had two problems, it was. Uh, uh, flatness and horizon and he was trying to correct that. That's what his paper on um, uh, Expansion did it was an attempt to correct that but it had problems and he says so right in his Right there in his forward that the math didn't work out Okay, okay, uh, so
0: what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you wrap up there Eric Uh for the next uh 10 minutes i i'm going to check in for time here uh but what i want to okay. do is i want to let you uh sorry not 10 minutes i want to let you wrap up in the next 10 seconds here kick it over to malachi uh and then kick it back to captain obvious uh i i know that uh there's been a few mic issues as far as like some scratchiness and uh whatnot so uh i i did send uh, you a message there on uh, discord there nick uh but uh yeah, let's try to get the camera back on if we don't mind and uh, continue on. So, uh, Eric, 10 seconds and we'll get okay. over to Malachi. So
1: I'm I'm just saying in order for E to equal MC square for the expansion to work out the way Dr. Guth are, uh, was expressing, there had to be an observer of the universe. There had to be an observer of that Big Bang. Otherwise, these particles would have acted as waves, not particles, and you wouldn't have had the math work out. The math could not have worked out as a wave. It had to work out as a particle. You had to have an observer.
2: So given, given the nature of the prompt of this debate, I actually don't feel compelled to respond to what you said. And I was wondering how Viper felt about this. And then after that, I was wondering if there's some Q&A we can get to.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we'll kick it over to Viper.
2: Yeah, I, I was saying we, we can probably get to
4: some Q&A here. Unless uh, uh, Captain Obvious is back with a microphone.
0: Yeah, Nick, are you there?
3: Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Oh, there we go. Can you start that your video,
4: fantastic.
3: I'm going to start my screen share. OK,
0: start your screen share. That would be great, actually.
3: If anyone wants evidence, just reach out to me. I'm happy to provide people with links and things like that. This is a page. If you search for this guy's name, Dean Radin, this is his like, reading library. There's so many much information here. He basically gives you his minimal reading library, but then he recommends a starter library of about 50 books. And the key claim here is, Anyone who claims that parapsychology is a pseudoscience doesn't know what they're talking about. Actually, parapsychology is helpful for science in many ways. It's an elected affiliate of the largest mainstream science organization in the world. There's a lot of uh, great studies that are done to really push the limits of science and explore what we can really find out about ourselves and about the universe, about the mind and spirit, potentially. Not only uh, is there evidence for this like distance healing prayer, People can actually uh, correlate their brains to each other. People can actually wake up other beings like rats with their intentions. People have a uh, there's a lot of study he- here. I'll just rapidly speed through it. Telepathy and ESP, many studies are very interesting. Here, uh, you, you just have to kind of read through it. There, this is a very uh, professional statistical analysis by famed statistician, expert statistician analyzing the evidence. Um, this is a, an overview of the experimental evidence here we have survival of consciousness which is related to nde and uh oh, basically uh consciousness of people that we have that survived such as the legendary chess game that happened uh with a dead person Je- dead chess master w- uh, was analyzed by computer to determine to be the style of an old grandmaster uh, precognition future telling uh uh, all, all kinds of cool stuff. This is a very good author to look at. Tressel D and Re- Radin, these are really cool authors. He's got a lot of PDFs on this website if you search for Dean Radin Library. And like I said, it's not a pseudoscience. You just need about 50 books to get started in this field. So yeah, that's I'm, my argument.
4: I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I'm not actually hearing an argument. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you point to a bunch of things that could contain arguments, could contain data to support arguments, but I'm not actually hearing an argument itself.
2: on top of that um just a quick thing so in studies people that in studies uh people that have received serotonin blockers such as narcan when they've had near-death experiences something you would get if you're experiencing an opioid overdose they actually don't have the flighty sort of nice ndes what they have because their serotonin is being blocked is that they actually have a very hellish nde which if that's not evidence that this is a very physical phenomenon i don't really know what to point you to but
4: uh, actually, yeah, I think I think some of the actual NDEs that I remember reading up, they they were, would uh vary quite greatly. There would be some people that would meet uh, Christ, some people that would meet Brahman, some people that would be in a literal hellscape, some people would be in a void. There are a lot of people that go through that tunnel and meet meet their uh, friends and loved ones, but it, it, there's huge variance here in what people would report. Mm.
3: Yeah, those are fair points. We, we can discuss that later. I guess I want to get to the questions. All right.
0: Uh, and Nick, do you, uh, can you turn back on your video there? And we will get into our Super Chats. Uh, we only have one Super Chat actually at the uh, at the moment right now, which is from our Discord. So I just want to do a quick shout out to all of our speakers here. Captain Obvious, uh, Eric Viper and Malachi for coming out and having this discussion. Uh, especially uh, Malachi not to call out anybody specifically but Malachi you stepped in last minute to kind of do this discussion so <laughs> you know when I reached out to you I was like hey uh, you know I, I you know we were gonna have Ozai and uh, come out or uh, Ozzyan. he he doesn't care okay he doesn't care how you say his name anyways um so, so the fact that you were able to uh, come out here, uh, we're definitely uh, going to look at having you back in the future here, uh, a- along with uh, everybody who's been here tonight uh, as far as presenting your ideas. I'm having a
1: really hard time hearing you, brother.
0: All right. Let me turn up my preamp. There we oh, go. Oh, there it is. I'll say it again. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Captain Obvious, Eric, Viper, Malachi, for being here. Everybody's been uh super awesome as far as having this discussion we only have one super chat i've been trying to keep my preamp pretty low because i'm dealing with really old tech right now uh so <laughs> it, you know there's there's a couple problems so if you have any questions in the super chat uh as far as uh, what we've been discussing tonight get it in there uh because we will uh, have our discussion uh, continue on as we have our super chats come in uh we've gone a little bit over time as far as uh, the, the the open discussion goes so uh, get your super chats in there and we will uh, continue on so uh let's see here um uh, right now we do have two super chats so uh, i want to urge everybody to uh, get your super chats in here uh and remind everybody that this has been a discord special everybody here is in our modern day debate discord so uh these guys are legends they debate on the daily, uh, of their own volition, in Discord. They love it. They breathe it. So, you, you know, definitely get a little, uh, little bit of our modern-day Discord in your system. So Ozion Talks, uh, thanks for being here, and uh, thanks for uh, directing me to the Discord, uh, because that helped make our discussion happen tonight. Uh, Ozion Talks, for $2, says, uh, Both Intelligent Design... Uh, so, for both of our speakers for intelligent design, how old is the Earth? So, is in your in your opinion, Captain Obvious? We'll start with you. How old is the Earth?
3: Uh, however old they say it is in, in uh, the Nature Journal or whatever.
0: All right, over to you, Eric.
1: Um, I would say that nobody has any idea how old this earth is. There are many different ways to try try to test for the age. The best we can do is radiometric dating. But if you're going to use radiometric dating, you have to use exotic um, isotopes like uranium, for instance, uranium lead. And if you're going to be using uranium lead, you have to assume that the rock you're testing is automatically 15 million years old. Uh, and that is kind of a, that's not fair, in my opinion. But you, uh, all such isotopes have this sort of a range. They have what they call an effective range. But what I would say is, I also disagree with a lot of young Earth creationists. I believe this Earth is very old. I believe this Earth has seen a lot of recycled civilizations. I believe it's been recycled on more than one occasion. And that we've had past ages of life and death and extinction on this earth and the book of revelation gives us two more at the end we have an extinction event that leads into armageddon and then that's an extinction event of itself then we have the healing of the earth and the replenishing of life and we have another extinction event at the end of the thousand year millennial reign and then we have a new heaven new earth it's it's renewed again so I believe that God probably—I ask myself, why would God just use one tiny little drop of time to, uh, to create? I don't see any reason why he's limited to that. And so I don't think that he does. I think he's a—I uh, think he loves variety.
0: All right, let's kick it over to uh, Viper Malachi to expound on, uh, on what you've expressed there.
4: i mean and think in terms of age of the earth that's uh somewhere around what, four and a half billion is uh what uh radiometric dating will say
1: yeah that's that's the that's the standard consensus right now
2: it's uh i think it's staggering the amount of uh um effort and scientific rigor you would have to throw out and basically flush down the toilet in order to not agree with the four billion range.
1: Well, like I said, that four billion range is based on using isotopes where you're automatically granting that the rock they're looking at is 15 million years old. And that's not right. That's called confirmation bias. and if you were going to use an isotope that didn't uh, recommend such a thing, you know, well, even if you're using potassium argon, I'll give you an example of what happened. Uh, the, after 1980s, Mount St. Helens went off. They took a piece of the dome, the new lava dome, and they had it tested. They didn't tell them where it come from. And they ran an uh, argon potassium, potassium argon test on it. And it came back as like it was just a couple of years old at most, less than a decade. But one test was like two and a half million years old. The other test was like uh, three million years old, something outrageous. And then they came back and he um, made made them look pretty bad by telling them this came from Mount St. Helens. Well, the criticism that they got was, well, you know, he cheated because the, uh, the, the potassium argon test isn't made for young rocks. You have to assume that it, Uh, It doesn't work with anything uh, under 600,000 years old. So there again, you have to assume the age of a rock to test it. Um, And that's, again, confirmation bias. So I mean, you can you can I suggest you can be honest, you can be truthful and say, yeah, you know, we have to make all these assumptions. But if we use this one, it says this. If we use this one, it says that. And you're going to get different tests depending are you going to get different results depending on the uh, the one the particular isotope you choose? They're all going to give you different dates. So that four and a half billion years is very questionable.
2: I just have a quick question, uh, and you could do like a one-word answer if you'd like. Is is cooled lava young rock or old rock?
1: What cooled lava? Do you mean hard solidified lava? Yes. Well, that would uh, that would be newly formed.
2: Okay, that's it.
4: Let's see. I, I I do apologize a little bit to Eric. I'm I'm not as well read up on like radiometric dating and stuff like that. I I kind of prepare to hear for near death experiences, potentially reincarnation, uh, oh, intelligent cool. design stuff like that. So if, if if it doesn't seem like I've I've been getting quite as directly to your points, uh uh, that that probably be a little bit why, but.
1: It's okay. I'll be the first to admit, guys that my my arguments are not the norm. I know sure. that.
4: I, I do appreciate you being here though, like especially uh, I think you'd kind of joined in within the last couple days. so yeah, uh, very similar to Malachi coming in the last minute. we really appreciate that,
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm like you guys though. you know, I was contacted last night. I don't think any of us had a chance to study this out or or <laughs> talk. you know if we if we if we all knew what we were going to present and stuff maybe. You could have had a, a fair chance to uh, look it up and stuff. So, I, you know, but, but still, maybe this opens the door for another discussion down the road, right?
0: I certainly think so. Uh- you know this has been a lot of fun as far as i'm concerned so you know there's definitely uh... room for that uh... you know this is definitely uh... something that we got together as far as uh... looking at the discord and kind of uh... trying to uh... look at some of our new speakers that we could get out here to present uh you, you know new arguments uh new versions of the way that we speak about these arguments so uh you know if you're in the live chat uh, and you have any questions you know keep those super chats coming in because uh, we will wrap it up here soon uh, we have one more super chat uh but yeah the main point is is if we get new people on the show uh that we get you know new versions of good arguments uh you know uh good versions of bad arguments you know, bad versions of good arguments, right? And you can kind of suss out, like, okay, maybe uh, that's a bad argument to make for something that I think is a good, uh, you, you know, an overall benefit as far as what my worldview is concerned. So, you know that's why we want to have new speakers come out on modern day debate so if you're curious about having these discussions uh definitely check out our discord that we have going on right now uh at modern day debate uh surgeon general if you want to uh, link our discord one more time in our live chat uh for our listeners there in the uh, live chat and uh Once again, uh, you can also uh, email moderndaydebate at gmail.com or myself at bc.add at uh, at outlook.com. That's uh, how we can organize these debates. Uh, So without any more additional preamble, uh, we'll get on to our last Super Chat for now, unless we have anything else juicy coming to keep the conversation rolling uh... so kenzie double o seven our super spy in the chat five dollars could the design proponents identify something that in their view is not designed so i the question is uh... could you identify something We'll start with captain obvious uh this is towards the intelligent uh design uh side could you identify something that is not designed <laughs> juicy captain obvious uh over to you hi can you
3: hear me absolutely can you hear me yeah yeah i think yeah. uh probably lightning strikes were not designed but if you want to get a little more juicy um, metabolism may have been designed or may not have been designed. I think it's still debatable. There is a good paper on it called "Why Materialism is False and Why It Has Nothing to Do with the Mind." This author said that, oh, basically, there's structure, biological structure within uh, metabolic functions and other such things. So it could be argued that metabolism is designed or not designed. I think it's up for debate there's arguments in both cases i think
0: okay. and get my preamp back up here uh, forte you said you had a question uh... for the super chat that i might have missed so if you want to put that in the live chat i'll read that out we'll kick it over to eric to uh, expound on his thoughts on that question could the design proponents identify something that so the people that are proponing uh, intelligent design, uh, can you identify something that is not designed? There we go.
1: Well, you know, I, I could say I could point to some of the more negative aspects and say that they weren't necessarily designed. Uh, but I I, I would no, I don't believe that I would be telling saying something I don't believe. Um Because I I do believe that things are set up and designed. Things were created perfectly, but they were also created to fall apart if things fell apart, if we stepped outside of that plan, that we would be bringing death and et cetera, disease and et cetera upon us. And it seems like that's what we have done. And even um, a lot of scientists that are, are familiar with our bodies, the makeup of our bodies, a lot of them are, are really perplexed as to why we age, because there's a lot of this that is mysterious. It's mysterious. Of course, we know that there are uh, some of the things that play into it. But according to these guys, our cells replicate themselves every so often. And our body shouldn't decay as quickly as it does, but it does. So I think that's interesting. Um, but we, we do carry on. And in spite of the things that attack us and and threaten us daily. And right now, I think we're in danger of annihilating ourselves uh, through stupid acts of warfare and etc. Greed, basically. I think we're on, on the verge of annihilating ourselves. But on the other hand, God will not allow that to happen.
4: So, I do kind of want to jump in here just just really quick to yeah, uh, uh for sure. I guess kind of a little little bit in defense of uh of um Eric here. Um so I, I feel like the, the the question kind of insinuates a little bit that there needs to be something that that they view as um not being designed. I don't think that's the case. Like it, it I think it's perfectly reasonable for them to say, "Well, I think everything's designed." But because the question we're looking at here isn't uh, point to a thing that you think is designed. The question is point to a thing that you think proves design, something that demonstrates that, well, it must have been designed. Look at that. I, everything could have been designed, but not everything uh, we can take a look at and be like, oh, yeah, that means it was designed.
1: That's that's a good point. And if that was a question that you were asking me, and I know it wasn't, but I'm just saying if it, if it were, I would answer as so. Uh, because a cell is so intriguing. Uh, We're supposed to believe that a cell just randomly formed. And uh, over a period of time, they kept trying and kept trying and kept randomly, you know, until it randomly formed. Well, a cell is recognized by many scientists as being the most unique and complicated machine uh, that we've ever seen. We, we can't build machines that are this efficient and complicated. We just can't do it. Uh, these are living machines, my friend, living machines. Uh, it's like walking into a factory at Ford where everything's automated and just touching something and they all come to life. All these little bitty machines that are doing different and and they're program, programming themselves think of what had to happen if this randomly happened then while all of these uh, proteins and acids are randomly gathering and forming to uh, eventually lead toward a cell there's something else going on inside it and the software to run that machine is being created to run it perfectly in conjunction while that is being created now Check this out. They say, well, it didn't just happen once. So what has to happen is this has to happen in populations. It's almost like saying the impossible has to happen in a large population, and then they all just have to suddenly spring to life, boom, just like that, and start replicating. Dude, it's magic. I mean, look, I know Christians get ridiculed a lot for saying creation. But look at what you guys, not you personally, but look at what the other side wants me to believe, that this, this just happened randomly. I know computers and software do not build themselves. I know they don't. And even if they did, they would have to be programmed to build themselves by somebody superior. So, yeah, that I would say the cell, my friend, is proof of creation. Just just to divide, do you understand all the little complexities that have to transpire? You have a machine inside that cell that zips the DNA in half. And then there's another machine that splices the other half of the DNA, splices that DNA with the other half of the another half of a DNA code. It's just amazing, guys. That would be my, I, I stand, I'm sorry, I know I talk a lot, but I'm really, I
0: stand in awe of the cell. Okay,
2: well, hey, so I, I'd like to respond super quick.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Eric, that was, that was great uh, how you were able to talk about that, uh, you know, so effectively uh, for that time frame. I think uh, based on that, that's almost an entire intro. So we're going to kick it over to Val, uh, Viper and Malachi. Uh, here we'll, we'll give you guys a couple minutes to expound on what Eric said there.
2: You mind if I go real quick? Yeah, go for sure it. Sure thing. Okay. Um, I mean, Eric, buddy, you you've abused the word random so much. We're gonna have to get it an emotional support animal. Um, in the, within the field of biology, they don't they don't say that like this is random. They say that there's pressures, right? Natural pressures. Um, So to think that it's random is just not true. I think what the questioner was trying to get at, though, with the question is that within design, we have hallmarks of design. Uh, Simplicity is one off the top of my head. I think efficiency is another one. And you look at how we know that the universe is formed. We know that how our uh, our like little microcosm here, right, the solar system was formed. It took the deaths of how many suns to create the materials that would create our sun plus the Earth. Um, that is not efficient. Uh, You look at simplicity and you and I both have junk DNA left over from evolution. Uh, There are animals all over the world that have these strange little useless structures in their bodies and whales have freaking hip bones and stuff. And that is not, it's not efficient and it's not simple. So the, I think the idea that what the questioner was getting at is that if this were to be designed, you would find these hallmarks of design. A chair, for example, is designed. They are efficient. They are simple. They hold your butt up. Um, so you would find those same sorts of things in a designed creature, such as a whale, but you don't. And that's what I think the questioner was getting at.
4: Uh, yeah, the, the only thing I kind of tack onto that is, um, you, you'd mentioned something up there about, uh, computers and computers needing to be programmed and designed. Um, so we we are kind of looking at whether or not something needs to be created by, by a person or a higher intelligence. Um, there's, there's a few things that we kind of, might unintentionally sneak in there uh one which being um uh, when we look at a computer program program we know that's designed because we can see people designing computer programs we we ourselves will design computer programs it's, it's very easiest for, for us to demonstrate that but if we were to look out in the um the natural world and look at something that we had no idea that we'd never experienced before it'd be a lot harder to say well that's a naturally occurring uh um rock formation or people must have made that like we 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 might be able to use some of our um base knowledge like well i know people build houses and i know people can carve monuments out of rock so maybe people built that structure um and it might get us there but just just going to immediately that's a really cool looking rock formation it must have been created by people that's that's i feel like that's just kind of skipping to the end
0: Let's get that preamp back up. All right. Uh so we have another super chat in here. Uh everybody keep those super chats coming in. Uh we'll keep the conversation flowing as long as those chats come in. Um did you have any uh and a- any um you know ideas uh, or expoundation on that uh captain obvious before we uh go into our next Q&A?
3: Sure. Uh, Albert Einstein said, There's two ways to live life. One is as if everything is a miracle. The other is as if nothing is a miracle. And it doesn't make it any less miraculous to say that there's a God behind it, arguably. Uh, latest research in science says that, oh, what separates humans from the animals? It's the uh, 10,000 deletions in our DNA. Uh, all humans have these 10,000 deletions. It's like taking the word isn't. And getting a new word is because these deletions are activating things, basically, deleting, uh, basically, uh, taking a gene and inactivating it. And previously, it was suppressing other genes. So now those other genes are activated. Basically, those 10,000 deletions. In order to, oftentimes, in order to see the other side of a debate, you have to kind of look for a third party. Take a look at some people proposing alternatives to this uh, intelligent design and uh, evolution. There might be a third position. You might be surprised. Um, Might maybe look this up. One guy uh, has his uh, intervention theory. I like this guy's theory. Pretty cool. Uh, Basically, there are some signs that the genetic code has been manipulated. You can look at like the coronavirus. It was very easy to detect that the new coronavirus was genetically manipulated. And same thing with human DNA. We have so many differences from these, uh, apes that is kind of, uh, really dramatic. And th- a lot of these differences don't aid in survival whatsoever. Uh, so there is some evidence we basically can, can conclude that something intervened. What, who or what, what, what that was, um, basically hard to discuss. But if you look up this guy's, uh, Lloyd Pye intervention theory, you can maybe see some interesting stuff.
0: All right. Any idea, uh, or any, uh, you know, uh, Thoughts on that, Viper or Malachi?
4: No, I think I'm all right. All right.
2: Good,
0: thank you. All right, and we had one other uh, chat here, uh, which is from our Discord, uh, which I feel like it's uh, only fair that we do read uh, chats from the discord because uh, all of our chatters here are from our discord server so i'm going to bring up our chat from surgeon general which was uh I, I think this is mostly towards you captain obvious do you think near-death experiences can be chalked up to lack of oxygen in the brain due to loss of blood it's a question for everybody but nope, we'll a start paper. with you captain there's obvious
3: There is a paper that refutes this idea. And like I said, if you look up this Bigelow Prize essays, one of the prize-winning essays was by a doctor named Van Lommel. And he had these NDE studies with cardiac arrest. Basically, something like 15% of people who suffer cardiac arrest have an NDE. And some of them describe full-spectrum consciousness, which is kind of unusual because they're supposed to be passed out. And this guy, Van Lommel, he looked at the correlation between these things like medications, Oxygen, there was no correlation. Do you think that if, uh, okay, let's say it was lack of oxygen that was causing hallucinations near death or during stressful moments, let's say? Don't you think this would happen like all the time when you're having a heart attack? Why do people only report it 15% of the time? What about, what is it about a lack of oxygen that would cause a hallucination? Doesn't oxygen shut down your brain? Let's say you uh, stop inhaling and you pass out. Are you gonna have a hallucination or is your brain gonna die? Your brain's going to die. So there's kind of some research. You can read up uh, Van Lommel's papers on this. His papers prove that it's not oxygen
0: or medication. Uh, Where it's getting a little bit late as far as what we plan for the debate to go, we're going to go into the last Super Chat that we have. Uh, If there are any more Super Chats, uh, we will accept them. But uh, this is the end of the debate. We are good for it. Uh, Forte for $5. I'm so sorry that I had missed your chat earlier, but we came full circle, and that's all that matters, baby. All right. Can you ask the theists to articulate what an an attribution error is? I had to uh, read that a few times. So can you ask the theists to articulate what an attribution error is? So we'll kick it over to you, Eric. Uh, We'll give you two minutes.
1: Um, Attribution error? No, I don't really
0: care what it is. Okay. Well, then, Captain Obvious, we will kick it over to you for two minutes.
3: (laughs) Okay. It says that it's a cognitive bias, or attribution effect is a... Bias where observers underemphasize situational and environmental factors for the behavior of an actor while overemphasizing dispositional or personality factors. That guy is evil. He's an evil murderer. That's why he shot the guy. Oh, that versus um oh, that guy was uh killing him because he was mad for whatever reason. So Observers underemphasize situational and environmental factors for the behavior of an actor, but overemphasize disposition or personality factors. So this is like uh, this is like fundamental attribution error. It's where we judge others based on like personality. Let's see. That's kind of what what I how that's how I would articulate it. If there's a follow-up question, I'd be happy to talk. To
0: All right, any closing thoughts? Uh, What we'll do is we, uh, if we don't get any more Super Chats, uh, we'll do some closing statements here on the overall discussion. Um, We'll start with the affirmative affirmative side. Uh, Eric, one minute for you uh, for your closing statement.
1: Look, guys, what it boils down to is this. First of all, nobody can tell me why I shouldn't believe that a cell is designed as opposed to just randomly formed and yes the opposite of designed would be random uh, otherwise you have a designer if somebody designed it if not then it's random and then we have all of these sciences it doesn't matter what it is quantum physics astrophysics all of these things are pointing to a god we have uh, we have the life itself according to the fact that all we observe is life comes from life. Intelligence comes from intelligence. Consciousness comes from consciousness and it never comes any other way. In my opinion, the things that we observe prove beyond a a reasonable doubt that we're fine for believing in a God. And then the thing that I haven't touched on at all is the relationship that one can share with God. A real true relationship, just like I can share a relationship with you guys. And I know that's hard to believe. I know that is from your standpoint, but it's true. And I would be, I would be insane for backing down from what I know to be true. So I think science, uh, religion, even history, all, every ancient history, uh, every ancient civilization, every ancient religion, tells the same stories, that there were gods that came down to this earth and uh, manip- manipulated the DNA of mankind and they had, um, they, they crossbred and they uh, created tyrants, giant tyrannical beings. And then uh, every single one of these things tell the same story about a flood that came and wiped them all away and rescued mankind. So everything right down to ancient history declares that the Bible's true, guys the bible t- is telling us the truth
4: uh yeah sure i i i think in general the uh um we were kind of here to discuss intelligent design i i feel like there weren't a whole lot of really great arguments for there i i think there were some interesting concepts and maybe we can try and delve into uh uh some of what eric brought up in in the future perhaps but um i i feel like we didn't get anything that is directly going to be pointing to intelligent design anything that's really concretely proving uh near death experiences um i i feel like we just we maybe got a little part of the way there but i'm i'm, I'm not not convinced
0: Thank you so much, Viper and Eric, for your closing statements. Uh, Captain Obvious, we'll kick it over to you. I don't
3: really have much to say as a closing statement. I think I've said it enough. Uh, Anybody is welcome to contact me for evidence regarding cool things. I myself don't believe the Bible is like the end all and be all of spiritual wisdom. I think that's kind of a, what is it? It's a mistake to do that kind of thing i think you have to read it all in order to identify truth there's no other way to really get knowledge besides to read it all so basically i read a lot of books and i uh, have my own books that i like i told you mentioned that i like the phoenix journals i think they have a better gospel and a better instruction book for mankind than the bible i don't think that way and wisdom has worked but i think we better make sure we remember who god is because otherwise uh the chaos in the world is only going to escalate into a uh, mutually assured destruction
0: all right and we're gonna pass it over not for any bias reason but uh, malachi our hero of the evening for stepping in last minute to uh cover for ozian uh who has been in the live chat and uh how dare you be in the live chat of you 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 made malachi come in here on his own time i'm sure he had something better to do what's wrong with you I'm going to have words with that man, uh, you know, later, but Malachi, we're going to kick it over to you. Uh, we had a discussion here, you know, for almost two hours, uh, on intelligent design. Uh, so we're going to try to summarize in one minute, uh, your thoughts on this exchange.
2: I'll start with the NDE portion first. Um, uh, I think that that's, I think it's pretty clear. Like, there is no argument there that's coherent for NDE I actually even just for funsies uh poised a I created and poised a counter argument from a metaphysical perspective that went absolutely untouched and I don't really know why but that's okay I'll just leave it um uh it's pretty clear NDEs are just like a a physical issue uh you're you're violating Occam's Razor by trying to bring in all this other spiritual stuff when when you can tell that um, based on what part of the brain is damaged uh, during the traumatic event, actually will contribute to the sort of NDE that you have, right? It, you know, the, there's there's a different hormones that flood the brain, uh, different proteins that do their do their magic. So to think that this is anything other than a physical phenomenon, I think is is just leaping where you ought not leave. Um, as for the uh, intelligent design portion, I think that we've had a lot of questions that have been answered in high school biology. I think we've also had a lot of uh, problems wrestling down sort of the verbiage going on right that i take issue with the word random when there's not any instance of of, of, where like no one advocates for random chance uh making uh uh, creatures and the the diverse amount of creatures we find on this planet um and uh yeah i had fun so thank you for this um i really enjoyed our chats and i'd like to continue some of the time
0: yeah it, it's been a pleasure hosting all of you uh you know and uh, reaching out to you in the live chat uh hopefully next time i'll have one of my good mics and not this extremely lo-fi 1950s mic it, you know it's it, it speaks to me because it's the character of the music i like to sing i know eric you uh you checked out my band the other day uh light and shade which is uh uh, you know, I'm glad that you checked it out. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun just being loud uh, in general, uh, but. You know, when I'm here, I, I like just doing the moderation, not so much the, uh, the screaming and the shouting. So I'm glad everybody uh, had an amicable discussion and we were all able to get along. Uh, thank you, Captain Obvious, Eric, Viper, Malachi. Uh, if you all want to take a second, uh, starting from uh, Captain Obvious, Eric, Viper, Malachi, uh, to let everybody know where they can find you. Or if you want to not let anybody know where they can find you, that's fine, too. So Captain Obvious... Uh, do you want to let I'm just anybody... on
3: this I'm just on this Discord group? That's all.
0: Okay. Do you want to let anybody know your link?
3: Nope. You can just ask for Captain Obvious.
0: All right, everybody, join our modern day Discord, and you can find Captain Obvious. Eric, would you like to let everybody know where they can find you?
1: Yeah, I'm Eric Jewell. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, but you can also find me on YouTube under um, Lionheart, and um uh, if you guys, you know, I would love to get together with you guys. Sincerely, I would for more discussion. It doesn't have to be formal debate or anything at all like that. It can just be discussion if you want. But uh, by all means, I'm open to contact and talk. All so, right. But I, I love you all, man. I appreciate everybody that has listened, even the. I, as you can tell, I've got a few haters, and that's okay, man. But it's, it's good that people hate some of us sometimes because that lets us
0: know that we're being effective somehow, man. Well,
1: we're making some sense, some sense somehow.
0: I, I know that you like rock and roll. So, you know, we, no matter what we think about our speakers in terms of what they're defending tonight, there's always something we can find to get along with the people around us. Uh, Viper, where can people find you?
4: Uh yeah, you can just find me on the Modern Day debate Discord. Um, I'm fairly frequent there, particularly in the religion room. So,
0: awesome, Malachi, uh, yourself?
2: Uh yeah, so I mean, I'm reaching a point in my life where I can put some more time towards creativity and not just survival. Um, so in the future, I might have some some sort of fun on YouTube. I don't know, but right now you can go to the Discord and hit me up. I'm on there once in a while um love to have another conversation uh eric i really do like your hat i wasn't just like playing around it's a cool hat um maybe i'll wear mine next time (laughs) good meeting you
0: awesome all right well thank you everybody in our live chat for your respectful uh you know chats going in there uh thank you to all our speakers captain obvious eric viper malachi for being here uh You know, w- once again, thanks for the uh, the respectful discussion. Uh, we will be back, and uh, our speakers will return for uh, for for more discussions uh, around this. Dis- you know, the topic of intelligent design, uh, spirituality, and uh, these types of topics, because uh, uh, we love uh, going down that, uh, down that trail as far as, uh, new speakers go. So, uh, join us on our discord. Uh, we'd love to see you there. And, uh, thanks again, everybody. See you next time.